NBA Australia. How are you going? Hey, gun. It's Wednesday. It's January 26. It's a public holiday, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. So whomever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in Larry Armour Studios, even on a public holiday. <laughs> here, keeping you up to date on all the ins and outs of the NBA season. Uh, repping Australia a bit, that's what we do. We don't take things too seriously around here, but we do take some things a bit serious. I'll just say that. Uh, big change for All-Star Weekend was announced. The Wiz blew a 35-point lead. Oh, jeez. Uh, Embiid smashed the Celtics straight, killed the Kings. Uh, the Warriors, they smoked the Mavs. Tim Hardaway, the is out for a bit now. Busted his foot. That's not great. Uh, so we've got all that of uh, nine of today's games. All nine. Of the games in the NBA Australia game wraps, along with a that's not a knife, old no mates, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball, and uh, that's about it. We'll have a great moment in NBA Australia stat history. We'll check out the Australian Player Watch, and we'll do the previews and picks for tomorrow. But just a quick, 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 quick wrap up and preview show today because we'll finish off even with the cooking with Bainsey uh, to celebrate the big fella out and about again at the NBL today. You'll love to see that. Uh, so let's get to it, so I can go drink some tins and uh, hang out <laughs> rather than doing this. What is it? Episode 744 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the Shaq attack. Ah, uh, you better. I mean, especially if you're Adam Lefko. Shaq doing a uh, white guy, you know, impersonation was pretty funny. Uh, also doing his weird sort of spying on Candace. That was a bit weird. Uh, but also, watch out for the Dwayne Wade attack if you're Shaq. So on the uh, old inside of the NBA today, Shaq saying, you can't, well, you can't judge the, can't judge the Nets and Lakers because they're not at full strength. And D-Wade's like, yo. The Heat haven't been at full strength all year, and they're in first place. Bam, bam. D-Wade, got him. Watch out, Shaq. That's an attack by a buddy, D-Wade. All right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily whip around. There you go. Uh, yeah, mentioned this at the top. Big all-star game or all-star weekend change. The rookie sophomore game, a.k.a. The ugly step-sibling of All-Star Weekend that no one really cares about. But it is like a big sort of thing for those involved. But no one cares what happens in it. Uh, They're changing it up. So instead of your two teams where you've got the rookies and sophomores, a.k.a. the uh, second-year players. So weird how Americans just love the word sophomore. Anyway, uh, now, instead of two teams, you've got four teams. With seven people on them. Seven-man teams. And four of them made up of a combo of 12 rookies, 12 sophomores, and four G League Ignite players. So each of those four teams has to have a G League player on it, which is kind of nice. And uh, they'll be selected by the assistant coaches, and they draft their teams, which is pretty gnarly. Isn't that cool? I kind of like that they draft it. So the, it's basically the assistant coaches of the coaching squad's selected to uh, do the All-Star game. They look after the rookie sophomore game. But you've also got folks from the NBA 75th anniversary team up there, which is pretty gnarly. 
and they're going to draft the seven-man rosters. And obviously, as mentioned, one has one G League player has to be on each of them. So that's fun. Kind of neat. And then comes the uh, the extra little bit. Each game is a set score game rather than on a timer. So you got two semis, and then the two winners play in the championship game. And because, oh, I love this, man. Oh, because it's the 75th anniversary of the NBA, what we're going to do is we'll play to a target of 50 in the first games, and then the championship game will go to 50, 25. It adds up to 75. Yeah, but you've played two games in the... Pl- in the f- Shut up. <laughs> so it's 125, idiots. But anyway, uh, that's kind of cool. Just sort of mixes it up, gets it a bit funky. And uh, this is also just another little step for the NBA, coming up with little baby, little baby tournaments floating around. Isn't that nice? Other news! Vogel is apparently safe for now. A big Laker report by Ramona Shelburne on ESPN talking about how rusty Westbrook... Basically, he has to change, change up his bits because it's not working right now, obviously. Uh, they got AD back today and they won, so it's working again. Uh, but the point was there's no plan B for this season. Really? So Rob Polinka signing uh, Kent Bazemore, Trevor Reza, Mallow, <laughs> cooked DeAndre Jordan. Basically signing a bunch of cooked vet Wayne Ellington, a bunch of blokes who were fucking last good six years ago. Gee! Is that not working out, Rob? Anyway, uh, but apparently Vogel's okay for now, for the moment. They're kind of realizing that they might have to roll with this, see how they go, because uh, they don't think that changing the coach is going to yield dramatically different results, which is pretty funny. Uh, basically, there's no plan B, so they've got to go with Rusty. Got to try to make it work until they get a good offer on a trade. <laughs> Anthony Davis came back today. Aussie Matty T, Matisse Tywell came back. Not bloody bad. And uh, champ, James Jones, he signed a contract extension, which is pretty gnarly down there in Phoenix. You'd love to see that because he's out there crushing it. The bad news from today, Derek Jones Jr. out six to eight weeks after fracturing a finger in his workout. That's not great. Chicago just can't catch a break, can they? Jesus. Uh, Cody Zeller, the bank teller, he's out eight to ten weeks after knee surgery. And then as I alluded to earlier, Tim Hardaway has a fractured fifth metatarsal in his foot. That sucks because that's a... uh, that's what Zion was dealing with. Uh, Vlak Kokanko had one of those out in Denver. So that's a uh, brutal, brutal injury for him. Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant, apparently he's uh, given the Pistons a list of teams that he would like to be traded to if they decide to do that at the deadline. If you're Detroit, you go, okay, thanks, Jeremy, not a problem. Yeah, mate, yeah. No, nah, well, look at this really quick. Crinkle, crinkle, crinkle bin. <laughs> Jeremy Grant guy, yeah. This is who I'd like to be traded to. Everyone's like, we don't care, Jeremy. We're the Pistons. <laughs> We're sending you wherever we get the best fucking return, idiot. Anyway. And the last little bit on Ben Simmons. Uh, there was a good piece by Jake Fisher on Bleacher Report about how uh, behind the whole Simmons stuff, so about James Harden, I mentioned this yesterday, how Philly keep pushing this narrative, well, we'll just wait for Simmons. To either play for us or we'll trade him for James Harden, a.k.a. boosting up the trade value and the uh, prices on Ben Simmons. With them obviously sort of thinking, you know, if we don't make the right trade, it could sort of fuck up our approach with Joel Embiid for the next few years as opposed to, you know, trading Simo now where we might paper over some cracks. We might actually fix this if we get a better player. Everyone's like, yo, 
You could win the title this year. What are you fucking doing? Anyway, uh, Fisher reported, Harden has recently told several confidants, including former teammates and coaches, of his growing interest to explore other opportunities outside of Brooklyn this summer. A.K.A. I fucking hate Kyrie, says Harden. That's what that feels like. And then Harden did come out today. He's like, what reports? I don't fucking talk to anybody. This is stupid. I've got my agent. I talk to him and nobody else. That's dumb. Anyway, pretty interesting. Right. Uh, so as mentioned at the top, we're just going to do the game wraps today. And then we'll do the uh, awards. And we'll fly. Th- no year nails or anything today. And then uh, we'll just try to get through this so I can go drink some beers and hang with the fam. Right. Let's do it. Game wraps. 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 Wow. What a day. What a day. So first off, you've got Denver playing with their food and letting Detroit and Ellie beat them. 110-105. Kate Cunningham was awesome. But Denver were cruising, right? Up 12, then forgot to score in the fourth quarter. Seriously, they just forgot. They're like, oh, wait, sure. We need to score to keep winning? Yeah? Seriously, they had two points in the first six and a half minutes of the fourth quarter. It was down to a three-point game. They finally wake up. They get it back out to an eight-point game. Joker smashes in a big three. A couple of buckets in there as well. But then, missed shots, turnovers. Pistons pulled it back to four, but they couldn't get anything to go. Corey Joseph hits a three right at the end, but it was too little too late. Got to appreciate the fire of the Pistons. And uh, flip side, just how this Nuggets team keeps just doing enough to win in games like this, where you're like, Denver, by any sort of stretch of the imagination, you've got Jeff Green, you've got Monty Morris, you've got Aaron Air Gordon, and Joker, and not a giant amount else. And they just keep finding ways to win. Cade Cunningham was amazing. 34, 8, and 8. He went 6 of 9 from 3. He also had like 4 blocks. It's an insane game. He's going to pop up again later. 21 for Big Deke Bay. He's crushing it. 14 points on 7 of 16 shooting for Hammer Dude Yellow. That's a bit Hammer Don't. Uh, the Nuggets, Joker had 28 points, 21 rebounds, and 9 assists. Yeesh. Also went 7-7 seven seven at the free throw line. You'll have to see that. 3 of 8 from downtown. Al Jefe Green, Uncle Jeff. 20 points for him. 16-5-5 five five for Air Gordon. Uh, Monty Morris. 3 of 14 shooting. A bit brutal there. Austin Rivers hit a couple of threes. He had 10 points. Detroit, they're now 11-36. Denver, 25-21. and 21. Charlotte got shit pumped by Toronto. 125-113. Uh, the Raps jumped them early. Up 12 after one quarter and literally just rolled out from there. The Hornets couldn't hit a shot. Lamello at 25 and 7, 22 for Miles Bridges. Rose and Kelly Oubre, though, couldn't buy a bucket. Uh, 5 of 11 shooting for Terry Rose. And uh oh! Uh oh! How did Kelly Oubre go? Woo! Yeah! 3 of 11 shooting. For Kelly Oubre, you'll love to see it. Ah, Book Knight had 18 as well. The Raptors, meanwhile, went 16 of 34 from downtown. They shot over 52%. That's how you win a game. Gary Terrence, Trent Darby Jr. had 32. He went 5 of 10 from 3. Pascal Sikkim Siakam, 24 points, 12 assists, 9 rebounds. Interesting wrinkle in the way Toronto approached these games the last couple of weeks. Giving the ball to Pascal. No Fred Van Vliet of the fight in Van Vliet's in this one. So they just sort of went, all right, Pascal, set us up. And he did. He was awesome. 24-12-9. What a game. The OG Ananobia, 24-7 as well. Charlotte dropped to 26-22. Toronto now up to 23-22. Ah! <laughs> Washington. What a game. The Clippers, 116. Washington, 115. 
Oh, wop, 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 wizards. Blowing a 35-point lead is certainly something in today's NBA, isn't it? They were like 66 to 31. It's just absolute chaos. This is an epic collapse from the Wizards. They all just shit their bed. I did have uh, Dan Drosher sending in a message just about like, is this the Wizards and is this Sacramento? Is this like the perfect encapsulation of both these teams? I'm like, basically, yes. Washington, it's not a shitting of the bed. This is shitting the bed to the point where it eats through the mattress you have to burn the mattress and the room that it's in because it's splattered everywhere and then just burn their house down. That's how much of an epic shitting of the bed this was by the Wizards. They got outscored 80-49 to 49 in the second half. They were still up seven with eight seconds left and lost. The Duckman, Luke Kennard, hits a three with eight seconds left. Force, they then force a turnover on a five-second violation on the inbounds. Down three, still 1.9 seconds left as Kennard goes up for a three, hits it, and is fouled. What are you doing? A, Wizards, if you're up three in that situation, just foul. You can't have a three-point play on a two-point foul away from the basket, you morons. Unbelievable scenes. Hilarious scenes. This is just awesome, and I loved every second of it. Because, if you might remember yesterday's show, I was saying how both of these teams are absolute chaos, and who knows what the Wizards will do. Boom, this is what the Wizards did. (laughs) Holy moly. I mean, it was just fucking hilarious. Like, none of it made any sense. I loved every second of it. 35 points, and you get beaten by Luke Kennard scoring 7 points in 9 seconds. He's not Reggie Miller. That's amazing. Anyway, the Wiz, 9-27 from downtown, 18 turnovers. Beal had 23 points. He had 5 turnovers, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. Kuzman, 19-12, 12 each for KCP, Trez, and Gafford. Spencer Dinwiddie stinks. The Clips, though, the Duckman, the Savior, 25-8-6. He was incredible. What a performance at the end. Amir Coffee, 29-5. Do you believe in miracles? T-Man, 16. Hartenstein, hello, 16 as well. The thing is, the Clippers just keep doing this. The Wizards are 23 and 25 now. Clips are 24 and 25. They've erased 24 plus point deficits to beat the Nuggets, the Sixers, and the Wizards this season, all without Paul George and Kawhi. <laughs> that is insane. Unbelievable. Wizards, foul up three. What are you doing, Wes Ellensell Jr.? I know that Kennard sort of came off a curl and it's like, ah, oh, it's a bit just foul. What are you doing? Anyway, Philly, they beat the Pelicans 117. 35 points. It's incredible. 117, 107, the Sixers beat the Pals. Oh, Lord. Oh, what the hell was this? Oh, oh Lord. This is ridiculous. Seriously, what did I say yesterday? Sixers will play down to rough teams that don't have, like, anyone, and that's exactly what happened. No My Name is Jonas. No Spindles Ingram. No Devontae Graham. No Josh Hart. They've all got either rest for Jonas, ankles, etc., and it's just... The Sixers fucked around all game. The Pelicans were up 10 points on them twice in the first half. But Sixers pulled it all the way back. It was 95-95 with seven minutes left. Joel Embiid just goes, all right, fuck it. I'm the MVP. We're winning this. He literally scored their next 10 points. 
Embiid had 12 points in the fourth quarter. Gets him over the line. He and Tobias Harris. And away they go. Willie Hernan Gomez. I said, Willie! Willie! <laughs> 10, 29 and 10. What a game. Nicky Alexander-Walker, 31 and 5. Jackson Hayes, who was arraigned yesterday on like 12 different counts of like, you know, by the police. And he's still out here putting up 15 and 5s. That's weird. Sixers, Embiid had 42 and 14 and 4 with 4 blocks. Yeah, that's pretty good. Tobias Harris, 33-11-2 with two blocks as well. 13-19 and 19 from the field. 3-3 three, three from three. Three for free. Unbelievable. 13 for Corkmans. 10-5 and five for Maxi. Big win for the Sixers. <laughs> Shouldn't have been, but they at least snuck by. The Pelicans now 18-29. Philly, 28-19. That's the dyslexic stream, that one. Sacramento got their ass handed to them by Boston. 128-75. Don't know about building around this core, Sacramento. They literally had one player in double figures. One! Buddy healed. He had 11 points. He shot 4 of 14, and he was their top scorer. Starters rolling digital fig- digit fingers. Uh, digit fingers? <laughs> Single digits. <laughs> digit fingers? What the fuck? Jimmy, have some more coffee. It's been a long day. Uh, 33 total points from the starters. I mean, they had 30 points in the first half, the Kings. The first half. The game was over. It was 63-30. Yeah, this was a smashing. Kings, look, 6-33 from downtown. Healed with the 11 points. Tyrese Halliburton was like the next best, basically. 7.7 assists. He was a minus 40. This was the biggest home win in Boston Celtics history. It's 53 points. It's insane. Tatum with 36 and 6. Jalen Brown with 30 and 10. Time Lord. He lit it up. 13 points, 17 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals and 2 blocks. Marcus Smart had 0 points. He went 0-3 from the floor and was plus 36. Come on. Sacramento, 18-31. Boston, 25-24. The Lakers beat Brooklyn, 106-96. Crazy weird game. Harden versus LeBron. Really well-balanced early. A lot of offense, not much defense. But Lakers just sort of seemed to have their measure, especially with AD back. They were kind of just fucking around all game. And Brooklyn never really got into much rhythm. Uh, Mallow got into a tiny groove. Rusty wasn't fucking him up. And uh, the Lakers just sort of... It didn't feel like much of a stretch. And, like, the start of the fourth, the Lakers didn't score for, like, the first three and a half minutes. And it didn't matter. Like, the Nets just couldn't eat into the lead enough. And then LeBron gets a couple of steals and breakaway dunks in the fourth quarter, and that was literally it. So, like, pack her up, boys, because the rest of the game just was over. <laughs> like, Brooklyn just threw the fucking towel. They went 7-27 from three. Outside of Patty and Harden, there's just nothing for the Nets from downtown. Uh, no KD, obviously. No Kyrie. No Joe Harris. And, yeah, they just need someone who can hit a fucking shot. Patty, 15 points. Harden with the 33, 12, and 11 triple-double. He had six turnovers, though. Two of seven from three. It is weird that we can't just go, all right, Harden, just pretend you're in Houston when the other two guys are out. Just go hammer and tongs, mate. And he's like, I'll try. 33, 12, and 11 is pretty good, but it's no 43, 20, and 11. You know, like we could have maybe expected from him in past years. Anyway, just not enough from everybody else. Bembry, Alamay, Marcus Aldridge, Dayron Sharp, Bruce Brown. Just look, the perimeter D, like this is how you sort of build around Harden, right? It's like, well, let him guide the offense. As long as you can do a bit of defense, off you go. That wasn't on the cards at all. They gave up 92 and three quarters. Like the last quarter was a laugher. Anyway, uh, the Nets, they just sort of stink a bit when they don't have KD and Kyrie. There you go. LeBron James was awesome. 33-7-6 for him. Rusty had 15-6-4. Anthony Davis in his return played 25 minutes. He had 8 points, 4 blocks. Shot 3 of 8. 22 for Malik Monk. He went 6-12 from downtown. 
And Carmelo Anthony. He just loves New York, doesn't he? 3 7 from 3, 13 points. Brooklyn, now 29 and 18. Los Angeles, back up to 500, 24 and 24. San Antonio kicked the shit out of Houston, 134, 104, smashed him. Just blitzed him for the first, th- first three quarters. Up 15 of the half, and then just put the boot in. Rockets just didn't score for like the first, I don't know, bunch of the third quarter. And they had 105 points after three quarters. Rode some hot shooting from everybody. And the Rockets just had no answer. Uh, nine of thirty-four for the from three for the Rockets. KPJ had sixteen points, nine assists, fifteen and seven for mock outrage, aka what Scomo's got. Christian Wood, uh, zero assists. Thanks for coming, Christian. Jay Sean Tate, fourteen six with two assists and three steals. Yeah, not enough though. Fifty-seven percent shooting for the Spurs. Teenage mutant Jakob Pertle towed him, eighteen and nine for him. He shot nine of thirteen. Dejounte Murray. At 19 points, 10 assists, 16 points for Kelton Johnson. Dougie Buckets, he had 15. Devin Vassell with 4 or 5 from downtown with 12.6 assists. Big win for San Antonio there, 18 and 30. Houston, 14 and 34. Dallas got smashed by Golden State as well. This was a day of either close games or smashings, right? Jesus, it's crazy. Golden State won 30 to 92, Dallas. Uh, as soon as Hardaway Jr., Hardaway the lesser, goes out with his uh, fifth metatarsal fracture, it looked fucked. Like, he landed and he's just like, Nah, I can't step on that. He shot his free throws, but he couldn't walk off. It was fucked. Left the uh, arena in a wheelchair. Poor blugger. Oh, it's just tough. Uh, yeah, they couldn't get anything clicking after that. Dallas Zinger, Extreme Zinger Meal. Extreme Zinger Meal. Got booted after he booted a ball into the fucking crowd. And then, oh, he's like, oh, he's very sorry. Yes, didn't mean to kick ball. This is very angry. And, uh, yeah, they fell apart. Like, Luca played all right, but nobody else did shit. 25-8-3 for Luca. Zinger, he was not supercharged today. Supercharged Zinger Burger. 9-7 with two blocks. Shot 4-15. 1-7 from deep. Yeesh. Brunson had 11-5. Hardaway actually had 10 points in 10 minutes. And they were still in this game. It was, like, really tight. And then, he, literally, he goes out, and it fell apart. So, yeah, the Warriors, 17-43 from downtown, even with Steph Curry sucking. He had 18, 9, and 7. Jimmy, that's not bad. He shot 7 of 16, 2 of 10 from 3. How's that shooting slump? Uh, Clay Thompson had 15, 2, and 6. He went 3 of 5 from downtown, but it was all about the cum bucket. Jonathan Kuminga, 22 points, 5 rebounds. He was awesome. And Jordan Poole tracked in 17 as well. Dallas dropped to 27 and 21. Golden State, 35 and 13. And finally, Minnesota ran over the top of Portland, 109, 107. This is really close, really good, really awesome. And Ant-Man got the Wolves right over the hump right at the end. Portland had a chance to win it. Anthony Simons goes up for the game-winning three. Not really close. Um, but these teams are like really weirdly matched, right? Like I kind of talked about this on uh, yesterday's show, how the Wolves aren't going to be playing a giant amount of defense. The Blazers' offense, if it gets clicking, they can really keep up with teams. That's what happened in this one. The Bulls just had enough, though. 40 points for Ant-Man. He was awesome. God, he was good in that last one. Anyway, for the Blazers, Nisir Little had 20 and 8, 20 and 14 uh, for Nurk, 17 for Anthony Simons. It came on 18 shots. CJ McCollum had 15, including a game-tying three late, which was gnarly. He did have the 15 points on 15 shots, though. And Covington. Oh, no, Bobby, what have you done? What have you done? Yeah, that's right. Bobby Covington goes 3 of 11 from the floor and basically kind of cost his team at the end of that game. 
He had a three that was like wildly short, then missed like a little push layup. And uh, Anthony Simons with the goal 10 right at the end that was the last two points of this game scored. Covington's help defense was a sketch too late. Simons has to uh, goal 10 to prevent it going in. Boom, it's a goal 10. Uh, tough one. Bob Covington, what are you doing? Anyway, uh, for the Wolves, 40, as mentioned for Ant-Man. He was amazing. 5 of 13 from downtown, 14 of 27 from the floor. He had 40 points, 9, ass- uh, nine rebounds, <laughs> and 0 assists. Would you pass the ball if D'Angelo Russell was on your team? No, you wouldn't. 17 and 17 for Cat with 4 blocks, 22 points for uh, D'Angelo Russell. He was really good, actually. 3-9 from downtown. And I'll tell you what, Malik Beasley stunk up the joint. That was pretty funny. But Vanderbilt, 13, 13, and 6. God damn, he just does all the little things. Either way, Trailblazers, 20 and 27 now. Minnesota, 24 and 23. Looking good. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a night. Uh, that's a night. How about Ant-Man with the 40 points on the 14 of 27 shooting? 5 of 13 from downtown. He was awesome. The Brown Dreams. 33 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks. Led from the front. Gets the Lakers a big win. But it's going to be the big fellas. It's going to be the Joker. And it's going to be Joel. Joker goes for 28, 21 and 9. He was playing Detroit, though. 9-20 from the floor. 3-8 of eight from 3. 7-7 seven seven from the floor. And Embiid. This is just... 42 points. 14 rebounds. 4 assists and 4 blocks in 32 minutes. He shot 12-24 from the line. From the floor, sorry. And 18-20 from the line. And you can see how I mix those up because they're giant numbers. <laughs> Holy shit. So 42-14-4-4. 28, 21, and 9. Take your pick. Joel or Joker. LeBron and Ant-Man in the honorable mentions. Embiid, Joker. Can we have co-MVPs? Holy shit. You love to see it. Who is Spud of the night, though? Spud, 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 of the night. Spud of the night. A couple of big spuds today. Uh, the obvious one sort of being, you know, Zoob's going 0 of 5 for the Clippers, but somehow they win. Sato goes 0 of 4. So does Marquise Chris for Dallas. 0 of 5 for Cam Tonimus, the rookie. Did that in nine minutes. You'd love to see that. 1 of 9 for Average Al Horford. Didn't matter because they kicked the fuck out of Sacramento. Bryn Forbes, your mum's best mate. 1 of 7 against Detroit. Oof, tough one. Davion Mitchell, 3 of 15. 0 of 5 from 3 for the Kings. Black Falcon. Harrison Barnes, though, 1 of 12. Unbelievable. 0 of 6 from 3 at 4 points. And, of course, Reggie Jackson, 1 of 9 from the floor. He was a minus 29 in 16 minutes was Reggie. And, of course, Spencer Dinwiddie, 2 of 10. 1 of 7 from 3. I mentioned that earlier. He was just horrible. And this is like a bit of a concern if you're a Wizards fan, right? Not only did you just blow a 35-point lead, Spencer Dinwiddie literally just looks like he can't play with anybody. <laughs> like, ever. It's weird. Uh, but Spud of the Night, I mean, it's got to go a bit of hand-in-hand hand with Old Mate No Mates. 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 Who's got No Mates today? Brad Beal. What are you doing with that foul on Duckman Luke Kennard? If you're going to foul him, fucking foul him before he shoots, you idiot. 
unbelievable spud stuff and unbelievable that's a tough bus ride home. Like, holy... I mean, you are in Washington, so it's not much of a bus ride anyway, but still, old mate, no mates. Like, Aaron's just going to be like, what the... Bradley? Bradley? What are you doing, mate? Unbel- He's your fucking mate, mate. Uh, Grant Williams also hit a spectator in the head with a pass, so that's a bit old, mate, no, mates. Uh, pantsing of the night. Thirty-five points. Thirty-five points! That's how badly they got pantsed. So the stats are floating around about this, which is insane. So under 20 seconds to go in regulation, teams trailing by seven or more points are one and 16,239. So one win, 16,239 losses in the last 20 years. Uh, the Cavs did it against the Magic in overtime, but uh, wow. Wow. That's what happened to the Wizards. 35 points they blow, 7-point lead, and you give it up to the duck man, Luke Kennard. Unbelievable. You love to see it. The Clippers are hilarious and crazy. The Wizards are just hilarious, crazy, and inept. <laughs> and that is a 35-point Panson. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Kate Cunningham did a bit of a first. Uh, 34 points, six made threes. Eight rebounds, eight assists, two steals, and four blocks. He's the only player ever to do that. Six threes. 34 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, two steals, and four blocks. Here's another list of rookies who have ever put up a 32, 6, 8, and 4 game. Michael Jordan. Cade Cunningham. Yeesh! That's pretty bloody good. Uh, and, of course, amazing. Like he, just, he was incredible all game uh, for the Pistons. They lose, which is just good tanking. But what a game. 34-8-8. Hits six threes. Has four blocks. He was absolutely bloody crushing it. Two steals. You love it. Incredible. I love it. But come bucket as well. 22 and 5 for Jonathan Kaminga. In 18 minutes, he had 22 and 5. There you go, fellas. Today, you're both better than Lonzo Ball. All right, let's take a quick break. Be back with a very quick Australian player watching the, uh, well, we've got the great moment in NBA Australia stat history and... Game previews for tomorrow, right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian player watch, let's do it. Paddy Thrills against the Lakers, as mentioned. 15 points, two assists, one steal. He shot 6 of 14 and 3 of 9 from downtown. Not bloody bad. Aussie Matty T came back against the Pelicans from his shoulder injury. He played 33 minutes. He had three points. Goes one of five from the floor. Missed all three of his threes. Did hit his uh, one free throw. And he had four rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. Just fills it up, does Matty T. Josh Green. Who's Josh Green? In the loss to Golden State. 22 minutes, he had four points. Uh, not great with the shooting. Two of eight. 0 of three from three. Three for three. 
Uh, two rebounds, three assists, and two steals. He was in minus 25, was Josh, was Josh Green in uh, 22 minutes. They got killed, though, and he got dunked into oblivion by Jonathan Kaminga, so bit of a rough one. And rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, Landale. In the win over Houston, he played seven minutes. I mentioned on this uh, the other day that this is about his rotation spot at the moment. It's Pop just uh, popping him back behind Teenage Mutant, Yaka Pertle, and Drew Eubanks. And it's like, come on, man. Free jock. What are you doing? Seven minutes, two or two from the floor, both with threes. So he goes for six points and two rebounds with two turnovers. All right, let's do it. Let's do a great moment in NBA Australia stat history. Great moments in NBA Australia stat history. Uh, that's because, I mean, obviously today being Australia Day, uh, hashtag change the date. What are we doing here? But one of the things about Australia Day is, in terms of great moments in NBA Australia stat history, there's not many of them. It's weird. It's kind of fitting because it's a day where it's like, fuck it. It's basically arbitrary. Fuck it off. Let's change it so it's like a date with it all Australians can fucking celebrate. Not just a bunch of fucking whiteies. Come on. But, weirdly, in the NBA, none of our blokes have really gone off. Except for Ben Simmons in 2018 against Patty Mills, ironically. And uh, Andrew Bogan, which doesn't come as a surprise either. <laughs> Back in 2010. Uh, so Luke Longley's best one was 8-2-1 in 1995. Patty Mills, 6-5-4 last year. Dally, 3-2-5 in 2018. Bangers. 6-6-2-1 six, six, against the Heat in 2014. Jingles, 11-4-4 four, and four in 2018 as well. And then you've got the 21-5-7 for Ben Simmons against Patty in 18. And then Bogut. So, look, fuck it. Let's do the uh, NBA Australia stat history. Australia Day, never forget. Andrew Bogut, 2010 against Dallas. 12 long years ago, in true celebration of Aussie spirit on Australia Day back in 2010, Andrew Bogut, a.k.a. the Croatian-Australian Will Chamberlain, had a skinful of Aussie pride. Because in between listening to the Hottest 100 to see if Birds of Tokyo would come in number one, Bogey shredded like Bernie fucking Tomic behind the wheels of a VS, V8, HSV, GTSA, uh, GTSR, there you go, laying patches on the Goldie and had a career high for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's right. It's almost too bloody perfect. Bogey, the result of crossing a ballet dancer with Godzilla and a... Uh, crank on the internet <laughs> dominated more than Shane Warne against the Poms in 93 scoring a career best 32 points on bloody Australia Day can you believe that the pride of Endeavour Hills did better work than Vince Colissimo and Chopper as to go with those 32 points Big Bogey said no cash here mate and added a man sized nine boards ripped down from the heavens like Zeus himself standing atop Mount Olympus while the single block he had erased poor bloody Roddy Boubois ill-advised attempts so hard that the poor bugger was sent back in time. And not only did he never take the shot, he never even left his home country of France. Poor bloody Roddy. Anyway, to top it all off, he nearly went bloody perfect from the floor. He went 13 of 14. Did bogey. 6 of 8 from the charity stripe as well. And see, that's why it's such a bloody shame that an absolute mongrel Amari Stoudemire cut, undercut him a few months later and render his right arm more useless than a glockenspiel player in Akadaka. But still, this was a true Aussie Day miracle and probably the most impressive Aussie showing since the time my mate Tall Kane got maggoted off a goombag of Sunnyvale Fruity Alexia and walked across a bonfire barefoot. You absolute bloody ripper. Ladies and gentlemen, this stray day, raise your tins to the strain, Will Chamberlain and your bloody bogey on your bogey. All right, there you go. That's a great moment in NBA Australia stat history. It really was. It is weird. 
that none of our NBA players have had like massive, massive, massive showings. But at the same time, you think about it a little bit more, and it's not that surprising all at all. The Panty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in today. Uh, this is a bit of a bit of a heartbreaker kind of one, actually. Is uh, look if you go to Jingles' uh, tw- uh, Twitter, it's uh, just a really, 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 really uh, heartfelt sort of thread by Jingles about. Um, an autistic kid who was uh, attacked in his uh, school in Oklahoma. And Jingles, as per usual, always comes to the defense of the defenseless. Uh, Jingles tweets out, This is disgusting. Joshua, you're loved by so many and I will show you. got to be better. Alcott Middle School will be in contact. And uh, then basically goes through and retweets a bunch of folks showing their support uh, for Joshua and Kai. And you love to see that. But on top of that as well, in terms of the uh, Penny Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in, Appreciation Society. How about the fact that the NBL had a bit of a uh, video of big bangers? Talk about inspirational. The big fella's back on the side of the court. Apparently doesn't want to uh, come or isn't, you know, looking to come back this season and still trying to uh, figure out if he wants to have a bit of a run back at the NBA next year. So love to see that. Talk about inspiring. You've got Jingles out there just doing great work day in, day out for the autistic autistic, uh, awareness and you got bangers out there as well. Just living his best life, and I love it. All right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How are you going to celebrate your public holiday? I'm going to go smash some more tins and then do NFL Australia. <laughs> Jesus. Working hard. I'll tell you what. Anyway, uh, what do we got? Five of nine today. We went on the picks. 403 of 703 we are now for the season then, which is pretty bloody good. I mentioned today how I didn't really like the nine games today in the picks, but to go five of nine was pretty massive. Uh, I did like Boston in the end against Sacramento, and I did like Toronto, and they were the only ones I was really confident about, and there you go. And the Lakers, I ended up going with them against Brooklyn anyway, but uh, whatever. Right, tomorrow's game, we've got Milwaukee. I hear it's Algonquin for the good land going against Cleveland. Cleveland, uh, four and a half point underdogs of the Cavs at home against the Bucks. I might take Cleveland plus four and a half. I think they can make that a game. I'll take the points at home. Look, Milwaukee have been good, bit scrappy. Cleveland do have a, have a lot of length, though, and that's what we know that uh, you sort of try to throw at Giannis to slow him down just a little bit. Maybe it works. Let's go, Cavs. Charlotte on a back-to-back. Ho, they go to Indy. Charlotte, after a big loss today, I think they bounce back and win this one against Indy because Charlotte are the sort of team who... I mean, talk about this all the time. They go on streaks. But on a back-to-back, Indy just feels so wonky. I'll take the Hornets, minus two and a half. Clippers on a back-to-back, they go to Orlando. This is going to be the classic letdown game. Give me the Magic plus 0.5 points. So just picking Orlando basically head-to-head. I'll take the Magic. I think they can uh, handle the Clippers team that'll be just coming off that crazy, crazy win. Sacramento, they go to Atlanta after just getting their asses handed to them. And I think they get their asses handed to them again. This might be the run that just prompts the fucking Ben Simmons trade from Sacramento and just goes, right, yep, fuck it, pull the trigger. Atlanta are seven and a half point favorites. I'll take the Hawks. Miami, they're six and a half point favorites against the Knicks. I'm taking the Heat in a heartbeat here. They've been tearing it up of late, the Heat. The Knicks just look messy. Game in, game out. You don't know what you're going to get. But with Miami, I know what I'm getting, and I'm going to take the six and a half points. Let's go, Miami. Brooklyn on a back-to-back. They host Denver, also on a back-to-back. Denver, having just played Detroit, got played down to the wire. Brooklyn, they just got beaten by the Lakers. They're at home, though. I'm just going to take Brooklyn plus one and a half. 
the fact that they're underdogs against Joker and Co. isn't a giant surprise because Brooklyn just aren't that great. Uh, but I'll take the Nets here just because I think uh, Denver on the road, back-to-back days, you'll take the home team. Toronto, speaking of back-to-backs, they go to Chicago. Uh, the Bulls, four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I think I'll take the Bulls there, minus four-and-a-half against the Raps. The Raps are good, but they just played today. So I'll take the Bulls at home against the team on a back-to-back. Memphis, they go to San Antonio. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll take Memphis, please, because they're very good. San Antonio just kicked the shit out of Houston. Cool, but they're on a back-to-back. They're not as good as the Grizzlies. Phoenix, they go to Utah. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites. I am going to take Phoenix because they are very good. Utah at the moment are very not. <laughs> so give me the Suns. Uh, Utah did rest a bunch of their dudes. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But uh, if Gobert's not back, I think Phoenix run away with this one. Dallas, finally. Do they bounce back from that Warriors beatdown today? I think they do. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites against Portland. This is going to be fascinating. Give me, yeah, Dallas minus four and a half. Fuck it. We'll see how we go. All right. There you go. That's it. That is it for today. Can you believe it? I certainly can't. And it's also weird. It's like uh, two years since uh, Kobe and uh, Gigi Bryant and all the others in that helicopter crash passed away. So just thoughts and prayers to their families. Jeez. Tough, man. Two years is crazy to think about. What a crazy two years it's been. Uh, But as I mentioned, all right, you know, change the date. Fuck it. I want an Australia Day that represents all of Australia. Uh, don't usually try to get too fucking political or anything. I just don't think it's even really that political. Like, I think we should have an Australia Day that represents all of Australia and uh, not a day that fucking brings hurt and pain and misery to a big fucking section of society in this country. So, just saying. All right, let's do it. Uh, we'll wrap up today's show. That's it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up all 10 of those games tomorrow. That's going to be awesome. And uh, in the meantime, have yourself a fucking cracking public holiday. Hope you're enjoying it wherever you are. I know I will be before I keep doing some more fucking work and do NFL Australia. Uh, either way, follow NBA Australia on Twitter, face the IGs, check it NFL Australia once it goes up tonight with myself and Gaz. Crazy week. Adam with World Wrestling Australia or over on YouTube. Go check that out. Always great. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Just chuck us a rating and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast app you use. Uh, it really does help out, so go on. Manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYA. Get 20% off for free shipping there. TheDailyLiquor.com. Use the code STRAYA. Get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA if you're in Melbourne. Knowable. Download that from your app store. Bang in the code STRAYA. Get 20% off as well. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Also, big thanks go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all at Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. And remember, NBA Australia sports Australian bands, so should you. And we'll close out today's show with a classic cooking with Bainesy, just about a bit of barbecue. Fitting. You know, just fitting. On a public holiday like this, you just want to neck some tins, have a barbie. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow, dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? Change the date and let us
with Bainesy is filmed in front of a live, socially distanced audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainesy with your host, Aaron Bangers Baines. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> G'day. Uh, it's good to see the smattering of you here in the studio. This is amazing. It's nice to see you're all wearing your face mask and you're all socially distanced. Oh, that's beautiful, it is. But the best part is this is Cooking with Baines, and I'm your host, Aaron Bangers Baines. And look, in this here very special socially distanced episode, I'm going to get you to whip up an absolute treat. That's right, it's one of my all time Aussie favourites. You can have it whenever. It's probably the best slab of meat you'll ever bloody eat, because that's right. It's the secret bangers brisket Barbie Bonanza, straight out of Texas. You little ripper. Texas, Australia, I'll tell you what. That's right, I love me a big old slab of brisket cooked up on the Barbie for about eight years. Or in this case, about eight hours. And it's oozy as, mate. You might think it's a bit complicated, but there's nothing less complicated than just cooking some meat. And if you really do it properly... And get all your sides bang on. It'll help you keep up this physique. You know what I'm talking about. All right. So let's get stuck in. It is bloody simple, mate. All you got to do is go down to your butcher. Ask him for his best bit of brisket. You might have to call ahead or even ask him. Just walk past a few days beforehand, whatever. It's bloody worth it. Get the best brisket you can. Then you duck over to the soupy. Get your gear for your spice mix. Now, this is banger spice mix. Brown sugar, paprika, onion, garlic, salt, some mustard, some cumin, and a bit of black pepper. And you're laughing. Get some gear for your sauce. You need some vinegar, some ketchup, or as I call it, tomato sauce, Worcestershire sauce, garlic, and some of those spices. Just toss them in. Go fucking mad. Now, get some uh, sides. Load up with your sides at the soupy. Some green beans, some mac and cheese, a thing of coleslaw. Plenty of potatoes to get more whip than my mate Simo when he was with that Kardashian. There you go. Now fire up your Barbie. Get her up to a nice even 120. Look, you can use charcoal. You can use gas. It doesn't bloody matter. If you're using charcoal, throw in some tasty, you know, wood chips in there for some smoky flavour if you want. I personally don't give a fuck, mate. You can just chuck it on the grill. Just gas. It doesn't matter, mate. Just uh, now mix your spices together. Mix them all up. There you go. Now rub them in all over your brisket. Now, some people like to cut the fat back. You can just leave it on. doesn't matter. Just rub it all in nice and even like your massage and my big mate Bogey's hammy after a big game. Oh, he gets you to do it and it's fucking gross. Oh. I'll tell you what. But anyway, let her sit there for a bit if you want after you've rubbed that all in. Nice looking, uh, tasty, big slab of meat. Leave it, you know, half an hour to an hour, whatever. She's right there. Bang her on. Just bang her on the barbie. Close the lid. Bit of foil underneath it and away you go. Let that bastard cook for eight to ten hours. Simple. I mean, in the meantime, just keep an eye on the temperature. Crack a slab. Check the internal temperature of the meat every so often. Water around 75 degrees once she's cooked. Neck a bunch of tins. Watch some footy. Then with about an hour until she's good, get to work on your sides. Whip your potatoes. Cook your greens. Your mac and cheese. Dump your coleslaw out. Put it all on some nice little plates. So it all looks nice and neat. It'll look special as. Rip the brisket out. Sit there for an hour. Bang. Bob's your bloody uncle. Look at this, just, oh, I'm just slicing open. Look at that bloody brisket. 
That is bloody mouth-watering, that is. Mate, you can put it on sliders, or you can just eat it raw, dog. It doesn't matter. I'm going to slice this up, put it on a plate. Bob's your bloody Barbie-loving uncle. It is awesome. My friends, this is an absolute bloody ripper of a bangers brisket Barbie bonanza. It is delicious. And it'll dead set impress all your mates and all the Sheilas. Don't you worry about that. All right, so <laughs> just getting stuck in. This is bloody delicious. Do it at home yourselves. You'll have hoops left over to take to work for lunch. Whatever, mate. You will love it. Just look how bloody... Look, I've cooked enough of all of you, so you're going to love it. There you go. All right, tune in next week to NBA Australia for a new recipe, and we will see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsy. Bainsy.